Hi everyone, I want to I want to welcome you back to another episode of Stone Queen's Gambit, where we are interviewing people just like you and I that have decided to put their name on the chessboard and get into this cannabis industry. Um, I would like to introduce you to this lovely queen. Do you mind introducing yourself? Absolutely. My name is Felicia Anzaldua, and I'm publisher and editor-in-chief of the Colorado Wedding Magazine. Nice. The Colorado Wedding Magazine is absolutely beautiful, by the way. I just, um, I looked at it the last couple of days, and I'm like, this is awesome. Like, she has so much eye for detail. I don't even know if I can handle it. Thank you. I, um, I do find myself getting overwhelmed by pretty things, but... <laughs> I'm absolutely blessed to have amazing talent surrounding me that can like curate some of that and just my job is the easiest part. Yeah, so your title is the editor in chief. Mm -hmm. Correct. So what does that all entail as far as your position? Yeah. Typically it entails overseeing other editors and other people who are able to curate and actually do the proofreading and copy editing. But because we're a smaller house, it's um, I do it all. So I <laughs> do proofreading, editing when I don't like, you know, hire a contractor to come in and help when it gets down the crunch time. And uh, yeah, I also do some layout design. I do everything from the total planning of the each issue from budget to concept. And so it's, nice. It can be a lot, but we only do two issues a year, so that helps manage it. Helps me manage my time at least. Okay, two, so two issues a year is it split like by season? Um, pretty much. Okay. We do the January just like right as engagement season is sort of at its peak, and then we start. Um, we do a June issue in the middle of wedding season. Nice. So, how yeah. long have you been with the Colorado Wedding Magazine? I purchased in June twenty twenty. Um, the magazine itself has been in publication since 2005. Okay. Okay. So you stepped in there. I love it. I, I haven't gotten married, but I definitely will be referring <laughs> to your magazine and sending people to look at all the information. Because you got a lot of information, too. So it's not just, like, pretty mm -hmm. pictures. Like, there's a lot of help in there, too. Um, how many people are on your team? Oh, wow. That is a loaded question. Um I have a editorial board of four, plus just like other advisors and friends that I have in the industry that um, actually form a lot of the choices that I make and I get a lot of feedback from them. And then I have the photographers that submit um, that I do include as part of the team, even though they don't necessarily work for the magazine, it wouldn't exist without their talent and their eye for detail. And then I have my husband who is the editor at large and so he um, just helps me throughout the day whenever I'm just a little bit overwhelmed and need something a little bit quicker. And I have an ad sales rep, Shannon, who's amazing. And we are looking to actually expand our team with an editorial assistant and another ad sales rep, hopefully in a couple of months here. So yes, it's um, technically two, but... <laughs> you got, you got the whole village around you, though. Exactly. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. That's nice, though. <laughs> So that's dope. You work with your husband. So how fun is that? It ain't. But, um, 
<laughs> it's interesting just because we obviously were partners and everything in life. And so it's it's just it's fun to be able to just have this person that you know how they click, you know where their talents lie. They know where your weaknesses are more than anyone else ever could. So I enjoy like being able to bounce things off of him, which I would do even if he wasn't a part of the company. But it, it has been fun because we're both very stubborn. Yeah. Um, we're a Capricorn Scorpio team. And so Two Scorpios. <laughs> both of y'all are Scorpios. I'm a Scorpio, he's a Capricorn. Oh, he's a Capricorn. And so okay, like, nice. Yeah, it's um lots of uh, opinions and it's nice to also have just his perspective as someone that is in a number of ways di- very different for me to include just that male perspective yeah but, um that's what i say like it's not always like super fun but like he's a great addition to my team <laughs> i think that's pretty dope though i mean you guys probably could be like more transparent than if it was just yeah. work environment only how I, hard yeah. is it to cut it off though like when you're at home like to cut off the work like no we're not talking work. After the editorial deadlines drop, it is pretty hard for me because I do work from home. Mm-hmm. And so there it's just very fluid. So I get to come in here and I still enjoy like doing some of the homely things. I enjoy making lunch and I enjoy and I insist on us sitting down for dinner. And sometimes I'm my worst enemy because I'm still in the office when like, you know, six o'clock hits and he's just like, are we eating or what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, just trying to figure out that balance just in general has been a work in progress. And it's it's kind of, it has its seasons. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I've had partners, yeah. but I don't ever think I could work with them. So, bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> bless your heart. So, before you got into the wedding magazine, what were you doing before? Like, before 2020? Oh, wow. Um... My background is finance and banking, started working in banking, went into leasing for a while. My um, partner is former Air Force, so we moved a lot. And so then just tried to get a little bit more creative with that in terms of feeling fulfilled and being able to find myself. And it wound up being a blessing because I found out that um, I might not just be best suited for finance and banking. <laughs> I found that more creative endeavors is where I shine and I'm happiest. Mm-hmm. And so I, or I guess more appropriately, just being able to have a, being surrounded by community and having that community impact with the creative community. And so when he retired, I started purchasing a coffee shop. And this was March of 2020. We were getting ready to close and it fell through. And then a few months later, saw the magazine come up and it just was, I was able to fulfill those needs and interests through a totally different avenue. And so it kind of happened upon this industry by random ebbs and flows throughout my career choices. And again, trying to find that balance between family and my own personal fulfillment professionally. Yes, because you're a mom too, right? So that is a big thing for us moms is to figure out what makes us internally happy so we can still pour into our family? Yeah, yeah. How many children stay do you have? I have one five-year-old. Okay. Stayed home the first three years, and then I was just kind of over it. Yeah. <laughs> Breastfed, like, on demand for, like, what, 18 months or something like that? Oh, wow. And just, like, I was like, 
<laughs> Kudos to you. It felt like an accomplishment. And at the time, like, just psychologically wired to, like, this is just, like, what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as we were able to share some of the responsibilities with her mm -hmm. and he retired, it just became obvious that I had this sort of void to fill personally. And so I'm very lucky to have that support and partnership and, work and be able to sort of balance and help one another out of that way. But yeah, um, being a working mom has its, I mean, I, I don't have to tell you. No, <laughs> I get it. Like, you, know, you know, I know it. But it, there is some moms that think like, with their first kid, like I can stay home every day. And it sounds great when you, when you first start and it's like, yes. And for some women, they love it. And like for yeah. a lot of other moms, it's like, okay, now we're three months in and I've shared my body for nine months and I'm still sharing my body and I'm sharing everything. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Give it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I, need, I, need, I need me back. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then just coming to terms with the, I guess, natural guilt that comes along with it because we're fed so many different signals and told so many things, what we should do and what we should want to do. And so just getting to the space where you're just being real with yourself, no matter what that is, Absolutely. just feels like an accomplishment. Absolutely. And you made a huge accomplishment. You was like, okay, you're off the boob. We are back in business. <laughs> we are back in business, which is commendable because a lot of women get stuck. And like you said, it's that mom guilt. It's like, why do you want to work? Why do you, you should be home. And it's like, my, my child is fine. It's fine. Yeah. I have to make sure I'm okay for my child to be okay. Thriving, she is super happy. Exactly, <laughs> and she's probably happier because you're happier too. Like it's it, it's a give and take yeah. situation. So I definitely commend you on that. Um, I met you at the cannabis wedding expo, which was yes. absolutely awesome. And your energy when I met you, I was like, oh, I can't wait. I need to get her on the podcast, please. Can you please come oh, on. How did you get connected with that company as well? That project. I've been eyeballing the Cannabis Wedding Expo for a minute, like since I took over and just like waiting on it to come back to Denver. And then when I saw that Vanessa had become CEO, I was like, oh, this is even better for me. Cause like, she just, she's such an interesting and intriguing person in general. Absolutely. And I wanted to see what she did with that. I had never actually been to the expo before. So it was just going to be like totally fresh for me. Mm -hmm. And so I just reached out. Um, to see if there's some synergy there in terms of sponsorship and that all worked out better than I could ever imagine. Yes. And so met some pretty amazing people in the industry and just sort of allowed myself to be a student in that space mm -hmm. and learn about cannabis. I mean, I'm in Colorado. It's such a big part of the culture here. It right. seems um, just, you know, I would be remiss to just not acknowledge <laughs> That that was a part of the culture and that if I'm going to have a publication and be in media here, then you need to, at the very least, educate yourself. Mm -hmm. And I went a step further into promoting it because why the hell not? Right. right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I happened upon um, the expo. And it was, it was, a, it's actually, well, I can't say that, but yeah, I enjoyed myself. <laughs> <laughs> you can say what you want. That's like, uh, let me back up before that comes back. 
But no, I really did enjoy the expo. It definitely exceeded my expectations. So. Absolutely. I did I did an interview with Vanessa Natsuango, and I was just like, you know, I want to say it. Before you became a part, it, the energy shifted into a very positive way. Um, it was still good energy, but you can definitely feel the difference on the emails and newsletters with it. It was like, somebody with a nice personality is curating this, and I love it. So yeah. I'm so glad to be, I'm so happy to be blessed to meet both of you ladies because of your energy and what you bring to the table. I really was interested in having you as well because your company is not really like a cannabis ancillary company or sell any cannabis, which you have intertwined into the alliance of the cannabis industry. And I thought that was super dope because there's people out there that are, um, they support the movement of cannabis legalization, but they really don't know how to step in in alliance with it. So with you being able to step in and bring in your uh, passion and putting it with someone else's passion is, is beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Now, are you a consumer at all? I do. Nice. But, and I, I've actually had this conversation with Vanessa in particular, like I haven't found a good strength. Like I haven't found like my thing. So I'm still like in that phase where, and, and just transparent. I think the first time I used was probably last year, mm-hmm. like straight. <laughs> and so just like trying to figure that out and like get into like what's going to be comfortable and functional. Cause I tried to work a couple of things. And I'm like, I can't function on this. Yeah. <laughs> That's the trick, though, yeah, to figure out what's your, yeah. Yeah, and so it's just been interesting and quite fun experimenting and figuring that out at this stage. I've always been, like, cannabis-friendly. You know, I've been around people and friends and family that smoked and just, like, it's not like turning your nose up, like, ew, (laughs) like, do your thing. (laughs) I just always, like, when I was working, I had jobs that drug tested. And Mm -hmm. then when I wasn't working, I was breastfeeding. Yeah. Yeah, and so then I'm like, oh, okay, I work for myself. Check, <laughs> check the list. Yeah, it's just been very, very interesting just experiencing that side of it, um, as opposed to just the outside of looking in, sort of just absolutely. That's a huge thing too, because a lot of people that are on the outside looking in, you're just going off of what other people experience, and it's kind of hard to make you want to experience because some of those stories are fabricated or horrible and it's like and i get excited when i hear about new consumers trying to figure out their thing because if you didn't know i am a butt tender i've been a butt tender for two years so if you ever have any questions please shoot me a text because i love walking people through the process because it can be a very good tool to have but if you start getting freaked out it's too much it's like you start going away from it like no 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 this might not be it yeah, yeah, yeah. That that just what happened the first time, and then I wound up like getting these um like ten mig gummies. I'm like, I'm gonna give these away. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not. I don't think this is for me. <laughs> and so yeah, I'm still like slowly but surely, but not in a way that's just like lead. You know, like mm-hmm. I talked to Vanessa a little bit about CBD, and I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. just figure it out, like. Yeah, that might... oh, oh, no, you're fine. Um, yeah, that's a lot of what I tell uh, beginner users, too, is to try once one 
because it's not as much as that cerebral high, so you can control it a little more and get the benefits <laughs> of the CBD. But I'm not going into butt tennis tips with you right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, I get excited. Like I want to, I want to help you. I want to help. No, I appreciate that. I definitely <laughs> appreciate that. It can be overwhelming for someone that's trying to be intentional. Absolutely. Like introducing themselves, to especially the with the dispensaries, because there's so many options. It's, it's so many options. So, um, with your children and you having a business, do can you tell like they're getting a little more interested in business, or they're already like zoned in into what they want to do when they get older? It's interesting. Um, last night at dinner, I was just like picking her my, her brain, and I was just like, "What do you want to be when you grow?" And it changes every day. Mm-hmm. So much she saw, like, so she watches document stuff, and she wants to be a doctor, and it's just fascinating. And then I asked her what she thought I did for a living, and she was just like, "Leave for work." <laughs> She's like, "I see a lot of paperwork," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." It is just interesting. I was just like, mommy's a publisher, which has no, she has no context for that. But it's just fascinating because, you know, when her dad, she doesn't remember him when he was active duty coming home in a uniform. She just remembers like, you know, him being home all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if she just has like that type of perception. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But it will be interesting just to see how that impacts her as the years goes on when she has some context to like work and careers and all of that fun stuff. Absolutely. So when you grew up, did you have like family members that were business owners or this is kind of something that like your first generation, I'm just going to go with it. Not legal business owners. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> that. That's what entrepreneurial spirits in my family. Let mm-hmm. me tell you. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I, um, so I was introduced to just like, the hustle and, you know, just the ingenuity that comes with just not growing up with having a lot. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of things I learned, I have an MBA, but most of the things I learned from like running and managing things has come from just living in scarcity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was very impactful for me. So not like bespoke or like actual business owners around me, but various people that have been influential and taught me a number of skills that I've been able to apply throughout my time as on the business, yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I, I have the same similar background. My grandpa worked at the post office, but he did a lot of side jobs. So mm-hmm. it, it was always intriguing to me. I'm like, you don't have to get a paycheck. They're paying you right now. This is this is just you. So I understand. It wasn't legal. There was no LLCs behind it, but <laughs> <laughs> he was getting it done and getting the extra money we needed for the household. So I just love that this generation is going to see like their parents are doing it legally. And then they know that we'll be there as support if they decide to go that route. Cause I like, I have a 15 year old and he's kind of like, he sees it, but he thinks it's more stressful because he's like, you're always working. And I'm like, this is just kind of what you do at the beginning. It gets easier. And he's like, I just want a job. And I'm like, no, you, no, you don't, no, you don't, no, you don't. But I know I can't push him cause that teenage year. So I'm just hoping he'd start seeing the benefits of it and we can have more conversations. So it's it's nice to have a child that's paying attention. But how yeah. old is your daughter? She's five. Five. So that's where the, the legal, she was yeah. like, it's paperwork. Y'all are legal. <laughs> Y'all are doing it. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's very interesting just to have that influence again that, that mindset of like needing to have security from something or someone else and that transition can be messy and busy and time consuming but it's well worth it mm -hmm. i think that um you know there there is a space and i see the benefits and how great it can be to have that security and you know um but it is for someone mm -hmm. it, it just wasn't for me, exactly. I heard a quote a couple of years ago that was like, you can work to make your own dreams come true or work to make someone else's dream come true. And the fact of the matter is some people just don't have that sort of dream and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. some people just <laughs> yeah. like the, the stability, the cock out and, and that could be fun and interesting. I just, um, you know, you get into it and it's kind of addictive. It's, it is. It, it really is. You know what's coming. You know how it's going. Yeah. There's no, it's nothing really. I mean, if something goes bad, it doesn't fall on you, really. Like, it, mm -hmm. it'll, it'll fall yes. on your boss. Um, yeah, and I, I, I get that. Like, there are a lot of people that would rather have a nine to five than to deal with the hustle of building something. Mm -hmm. And um, the security, the security is like, false security, I kind of feel like. Like I, I, I like the jobs where you learn skills and hopefully you use that to build your own. Because mm -hmm. like you said, you're building something for somebody else. Um, so that, that is where our conversations go with my 15 year old. Cause I'm like, baby, please. But I know I cannot push it. He's gonna have to learn it. Um, even with the best job, you're not in control. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. You're kind of dispensable to, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, are you planning on having more babies? I'm so nosy. No, you're good. I am hoping. Nice. So we we're the one at eight. We have struggled with fertility, and so okay. we are just like trying to figure out how to balance just being grateful with just our desires. Absolutely. I mean, it's that like the daily struggle we all have, and so like being very happy and realizing how fortunate we are to have the one and then just like actually wanting to grow our family because now she's getting at the age where she's asking mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so we're like okay is so now it's like that extra i don't even call it pressure it's just the desire that we welcome and we're excited about exploring just like those options that mm -hmm. we have and just seeing where things go and, and totally being okay if we wind up as a one-child family. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's nothing wrong with that at all. Is that she's gonna get all the love that you have, and I'm sure you have a lot of love to give. That yeah, I, I only ask because I always wonder about being pregnant, having a business, or having a new baby with the business. And I know your your business is a new baby. Yeah, that that's a very fine point because I I do have some friends that are pregnant or expecting, and was like. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. I mean, yeah. we were capable of anything we put our mind to, but like just wrapping my mind around that time and where I was mentally, I don't know. Like I still have mom brain, like mm -hmm. that survival instinct where like your mind just has to focus on what's important in this moment kind of thing. And it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have that capacity, but you know, you do what you have to. 
And I don't think my brain ever goes anywhere. Like I said, my oldest is 15 and my youngest is eight. And I think it's more of a splitting. Like we are taking care of these other people and their things they need done. And then we have ours. And it's like ours get pushed to the back sometimes to get theirs done. But then sometimes I'm like trying to move mine forward. And they're like, mom, you forgot that. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It wasn't on purpose, I promise. It was not on purpose. Yeah, I, I don't think that ever goes anywhere. If it does, let me know what you did, what supplements you taken or something. Yeah. <laughs> struggle with that. <laughs> so where do you see, like, what is your next goal with the Colorado Wedding Magazine? Because I know as new business owners, we, we put a lot of goals down and it can go far out. Um, so, like, what is your more immediate goal? Um, getting more into the in-person events, I think that just again being able to have that community impact and hands-on and in real life experiences is something that I think is going to be something um, that I, I need. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we sort of started on the vendor end and then did some co-sponsorships with other events. So like looking into other ways that we can have more of that hands-on community impact besides the publication. Um, we, our last issue was the first to be in stores. And so working with the distributor and hopefully expanding on that end and growing our audience for our advertisers and being able to just be open to all these ideas that I can never even imagine that's going to benefit my readership and our advertisers is something that I'm just excited about and keeping myself open for mm -hmm. because there are things that Things and partnerships I am involved with right now that I'm super excited about that I didn't even pursue. Right. They just happened. And so, like, trying to keep that in mind and be malleable so that when things come along, I can say yes, no, maybe. And, you know, just making sure that it's in line with my general goals, but having that flexibility has um, worked out very, very well. <laughs> yes, and I love that you said that too because, like, a lot of our followers are newer business owners into the cannabis uh, industry, and that being an open part is so important because it's like you get so zoned in on this is the goal, and you totally miss this huge opportunity because you're like, no, it has to be like this, and it's like this can project yeah. you over here very faster than what you're trying to do. So that is like awesome that you've already recognized that being open is like so important yeah absolutely absolutely that's that serves me very well and i will continue and hopefully <laughs> try to be consciously open and intentional about just the opportunities as they come and being able to understand that business plans are living documents and they're flexible mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. be able to move and grow with your business Absolutely. Or your business will outgrow you. I have a girlfriend I just told that. I was like, you have to, you got to roll with the punches. Don't, don't hold too tight because yeah. that business is getting out there. And I'm, I'm so glad that we were able to have this conversation because your insight and your transparency and your openness, I know is just going to keep blessing you because a lot of people don't have that. They don't have that characteristic. They don't have that thought process. So it's like, I wish you nothing but the best. And I know we will stay connected. I will be. <laughs> and you as well. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. 
it, it gets overwhelming. That's why I really want to have this platform for women um, because there's a lot of women with so many visions that they can't see the first one to the last one. So it's like, I want to make sure people understand that business owners are people and we mm -hmm. are doing it just like you, but we just made the decision to do it. So uh, your insight that you gave, I know is very valuable to my community. And um, how can my people come support you? Where can we find you? Yes, the, the Colorado Wedding Magazine.com. You can follow our blog. You can purchase a copy of the magazine as well as some things from our online shop. Um, at the Colorado Wedding Magazine on all platforms. Um, you can also follow me at free to be feed. Um, so some business content there, but also some just like real life fun content if you like gardening as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, that's what we, we love it. Love it. Yeah. Life. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, look out for events if you are in the Colorado area. Um, not only events that we're sponsoring, we have a couple of photography workshops. We have a partnership with the Weddy app. If you are a wedding industry professional or have a service that you can offer wedding industry professionals, you can join the Weddy app. We, um, yeah, just nice. follow up and support. <laughs> and I will have all of those links in our show notes. So if you want to get connected with me, she gave us all the platforms and she is old. <laughs> wonderful person to be connected with, especially in the wedding space. If you need some information, you need to go to the Colorado Wedding, wedding Magazine. I can barely talk. I talk too fast. They told me not to call the baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so go to the Colorado Wedding Magazine. Google it. Go on Instagram. Look at our show notes. Um, if you plan on getting married soon, she got all your information. So you should definitely go there or send it to your girlfriend that needs some help. Or just check it out. Just check it out. It's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. And thank, thank you for coming. You. I appreciate you. I appreciate the invite. I am very flattered and excited to be here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we will see you guys next time at the Stone Queen's Gambit.